Blog Talk Radio. All men, it's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. I am all in to tell you about today's show. My, oh, my, we're going to have some fun here. We're talking about mirror, mirror on the wall. There is a notion of falseness, which means plastic surgery, something that isn't real or something that isn't worked for is how a lot of men describe it. Sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of the cosmetic procedures as the thing that will improve and cure the problems that they may have. Are you ready for a plastic tune-up? Well, pull up a chair, turn turn up the volume, because a lot of men are diving into this area. (laughs) No longer taboo, right? All right, so if you have a question or comment on men's plastic surgery, call us at 323-642-1677. Again, that number is 323-642-1677. I can also, if you're shy, I can catch you on the chat line right here on blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com forward slash DT Linda Gross forward slash DT Linda Gross. All right. Well, it used to be that men would hate plastic surgery and prefer a more natural look for their women. Well, if you're Charlize Theron and look stunning without makeup, who wouldn't want that? Of course, you want a girl who can down a double-double and a six-pack of beer to keep up with you, but life isn't fair, and it usually doesn't work out that way. She'll soon be 200 pounds in no time flat if she keeps up with you with your eating habits. The reality is there are only a handful of women in the world who are this drop-dead gorgeous with or without makeup. In today's media, you want people to be attractive. Attractive people get hired more, get paid more, and get more raises. Men are starting to ride this trend and are doing subtle and not-so-subtle ways to catch up. Surgeons reveal that more than 1.3 million cosmetic procedures were performed on men alone last year, representing a 29% increase since the year 2000. As women rushed for their mommy makeovers, this new trend is dominating the scene, and it's called Daddy Do-Over. <laughs> for some, it may mean boosting their looks ever so slightly, and for others, they are just flat out wanting to delay that dad bod moniker just a little bit longer. Even though it's against the law, 
there is an ever-present age discrimination dynamic. Some men are seeking plastic surgery to help them professionally as well as wanting to be more confident. As such, these secret weapons help advance their careers and to be better equipped to compete in that workplace with younger and younger hires. All right. So in a second, I'm going to tell you my guesses to what when I think you absolutely should uh, have a medical in- intervention or plastic surgery. Um, before we get into that, I think we have a caller on the line. Let's try to join them, shall we? Hello. Hello, caller. Please state your first name and what city you're calling from. Uh, my name is Chris, and I'm calling from California. All right, Chris. How are you today? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I'm doing wonderful, actually. Um, I'm listening to what you're talking about, the exterior of ourselves and how we are engineers on the outside of ourselves, but there's also the inside engineering and which is a whole right. different thing, a whole different thing. And, yeah, I just, I don't see too many engineers on the inside, you know. And I think if people had some help on the inside, they would be able to perform better on the outside and obviously feel better about themselves, you know, where they were lacking before, you know, they, they were missing something. And so when that thing gets filled, then there's this new uh, new sense of of who you are and what it means to be standing on some solid ground. Um, people, when they look back in their lives, they're worried about stuff ten years ago, you know, and that consumes their whole life, and they're just sinking in the quicksand. But then there's other people who find that to be solid ground, it's, you know, the bedrock karma you know you stand there and you're able to perform without thinking because of what you're thinking you know there's a lot more to memory than just what's in in your brain or your mind there's far more memory in one cell in your body than in your mind has so there's things that people don't understand but if they were enlightened they would find life would be a lot more um enjoyable oh I absolutely agree with you uh, uh, with regard to inside engineering I think there are different ways to do inside engineering one can do meditation yoga weightlifting men are big fans of weightlifting um, there's a lot of benefits mental and physical to weightlifting but one of the key elements is, is that it adds testosterone to your system when you pump iron. So a lot of, you know, um, medical and medicinal benefits occur as a result of lifting weight. So, yeah, there are these things. And, of course, the biggest one of all is your mindset and your attitude, what I call confidence. So I have a book. It's called The Science of Mastering Women, and one of the things that I deem is all important is to is for a man to exude confidence to get that woman. So a lot 
up, guys. They don't start with confidence, and they feel insecure, and that holds them back at the workplace. It holds them back with interpersonal relationships, and it certainly holds them back with women. So most of the book is devoted to how do you get confidence, how do you keep confidence, and how do you practice confidence, because it affects so many areas of your life. But, yeah, I think these are all, like, really good ways that you, a lot of times if you, if the inside feels good, then you won't need to fix the outside. You won't need to go to plastic surgery. I mean, in some cases, yes, you still, you know, there are, there are outliers there that probably would benefit from plastic surgery, male or female. But for the most part, you are whom you project to the world. So if you're good with who you are, that's going to be received from the other person. Yeah. I mean, obviously people have things that they don't like. Like if you had long hair and somebody cut your hair super, super too short and you wouldn't like that look, you wouldn't feel comfortable. You'd always be, you'd always be aware of it and it would just bother you. So you would, have to let your hair grow out or change your hairstyle or something until you get used to whatever it is. But right. like some people, some people, their, 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 their nose that they have on their face was probably their great, 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 great grandparents nose, you know, and they don't like it. And right. So they want to change, they want to change the shape of it. So it doesn't remind them of their family who they have issues with. And a lot of people have, many issues with family members and so it makes them do things like that change the way they look they right. don't look so much they don't resemble that person because for some reason that's just what they need to do in order to get out with life um yeah those those things come up uh women you know that have want you know that part of their body to be more bigger or whatever, then they'll get enhancements for that, and, you know, that makes them feel a little more confident or whatever. I guess that helps them in their self-esteem or whatever, so I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but I think you should do your homework first, and then, you know, at least do that part, and, and then decide if that's really what you want or not. Yeah, I, I think so. It's my recommendation. If it's a major thing that you're embarking on, take years to figure it out. I mean, don't make a snap decision in a month or two. Take take years and really, you know, you change both inner and outer. And you know what? In a couple of years from now, it might not even bother you, whatever is bothering you today. So you may take yeah. these other avenues of self-improvement to where this thing that you really, you know, put under a microscope and a magnifying glass, maybe it's not even all that important anymore. So big, big changes, I say, wait it out for several years, go to several different doctors, get a lot of different research from different resources to make sure that you're doing the right thing. A lot of times those big things that you embark on are not reversible or worse yet, you have to go back in again for another surgery to correct the first surgery. So, you know, with each time you go under the knife, there's a big risk there. So it's not something that you want to do. You want to get it right right out of the gate if you can. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of times people are also have children that are in these situations that are doing these things and making these choices. 
<laughs> and I think they're making their decisions based on how they feel about things. You know, I think that's that's a terrible mistake in itself. Uh, and the fact that when you make uh, your choices based on your feelings, there's a lot of mistakes that are made, and a lot of people don't want to mention that. And if anybody does mention these mistakes, they really get upset because that's their stuff that you're messing with. So there is an art to yeah. rehabilitation. There's an art to it. And I believe that when you mm-hmm. want to change change somebody the way they think, you're going to have to touch their heart. And the only way you're going to have a heart-to-heart with somebody is if you have the expertise at having relationships. A lot of people claim they have relationships, but clearly they are not in a relationship because they are being controlled, manipulated, and if they had any feelings about that, they feelings would be exploited, and that is not a relationship. So it's going to take some time um, transferring things to people uh, in a way that you use the internal language. Uh, we're not speaking on the outside of ourselves. We're speaking about inside. And if you want to have that internal language with somebody, then you're going to be having the mirror effect, not the copycat, but mirror, which is inside. And when somebody opens right. the door to their heart, they open the door to their heart because you're speaking to them and they, they feel that you're being truthful with them and you're honest and you pay attention to their feelings. Well, now a relationship starts to flourish and develop. So we want to keep nourishing this part of ourselves because we want to keep growing. Absolutely. I really agree with you. And it's so hard to do these days because, you know, the media throws so much at us. And it's all optic this and optic that, and we live in such a visual world through the media. And, in fact, the dating sites, you know, swipe left, swipe right, solely based on how the person looks. They they don't even care or want you to read someone's profile or to learn anything more about them other than what do they look like and do they take good selfies. I mean, it's (laughs) really a crazy world. So it's really hard to... Put that aside, put all that bombardment aside, and try to evaluate someone based on, not based on books. <laughs> it's hard to do that well, these days. I told my kids, you know, ever since they were little, I always told them, you know, uh, if you can have a relationship with somebody, it takes about, probably about four or five years to get to know who that person is. Mm-hmm. That takes that long because people are very good actors. There's some good actors and there's some not so good actors. And when you're on stage, meaning that when people are around you, you're on stage. Right. Now, sometimes it's the other way around. The other person's on stage and you're in the audience. And so, right. but the thing about it is, is that we're not really on stage, but we are, but we're not because this is who we are on stage and off stage. So, if you want to be beautiful on the inside, the outside has to match the inside. Otherwise, it's just mm-hmm. phony baloney. Phony baloney. And right. If you, want to, if you want to mess with that stuff, you know, you could spend a lot of time goofing off that way and then get beat up, tore up from the floor up, and then wonder, what's wrong with me? Well, you have a hard time listening, that's all. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just need I a mean, one, help, one of the all. key elements I, I say to... Um, my fans to look out for is consistency. So you want to like evaluate the person in different settings, you know, one-on-one with family, with coworkers, in this setting, that setting, stressful situ- situations, 
as well as the easygoing romantic situation. So the key thing is consistency. Are they the same person in all those different settings? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to find, but good people are out there. You know, it can be done. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of, um, you know, you becoming aware of yourself. And when you are aware of yourself, you're aware that your first language that you learn is feelings. Feelings is our first language. Mm-hmm. And so feelings are very important to us when they're there to tell us that something's wrong, you know. So we get we have an opportunity. When something's wrong, we become aware something's wrong. Maybe somebody's saying something. Maybe somebody's doing something. Maybe it's us that's doing it and saying it wrong. But when you have that moment of realization, then you have an opportunity, you know. And a lot of people probably wouldn't even know what this what I'm talking about. You know, what do you mean an opportunity? What, you know, well, it's just an opportunity for you <clears throat> to examine how you feel in light of truth which is what you operate mm-hmm. in, the truth, right? A lot of people yeah. were taught conflicting lessons from their parents or whoever was in charge of take, grow, you know, raising them. A lot of people were taught conflicting lessons. People always say one thing and do another. And then when you become responsible for your own actions, you don't have anything to stand on because nobody taught you. And anyways, mm-hmm. the people that were teaching, the people that are teaching, which are natural parents, when they teach... When they open their mouth, it's all perverted. It's all perverted, you know. So there would have to be someone that can fix this problem that man has being perverted. Because obviously if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then that would be perverted. You wouldn't have the truth. You'd be having both, and you'd confuse it. So you'd be blind, spiritually speaking. So then there would have to be the truth that would have to set you free from that bondage that your fellow man like to put you under because he can't see. He's blind. So you're going to find it near impossible to communicate with these people because they can't hear spiritually and they can't see spiritually. You know, we were talking about internal, right? We were talking about uh, being an engineer on the inside, which is spiritual because, hello, (laughs) you know, you can see the wind. No, you can't see the wind, but you can see the trees moving. You know the wind's blowing, but you can't see it. And you mm-hmm. see people are moving when you're speaking about things that are inside. And these people love you because they can open themselves up to you because you're not going to be controlling them, manipulating them, or extorting them, or you know, strong-arming them. Or, you know, all you're doing is making a deposit of love into their love bank, if you will. You're not trying to make a withdrawal like everybody else tries to take more and more and never want to give anything back. But you're not doing that. You're doing the opposite. You're giving love. So people may not understand that right off the gate. They may have to take a week or two to look back at it someday and go, oh, I see what what you were doing, you know. And then they're going to be a little embarrassed because it's the truth and love, remember? (laughs) It's a good thing. There you go. How did you find us, yeah. by the way, Chris? How did you find our show? Well, I was just uh, I was just kind of bored right now, and I was drinking some coffee that I made. 
And I just was surfing, and I saw your show, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should go in here. But then I was thinking, well, this may be just for women, not you. <laughs> I said, well, it's worth a shot. Let me try. Yeah. No, it's actually, um, I do the show primarily for a male audience. So I talk about male topics. There's, oh, well. there's a thousand and one shows that are for women. Let them do their thing. That's fine by me. I do have a lot of women listeners, but... I always gear the show towards a male audience. So we talk about sports and fitness and relationships and dating and cars and hobbies and smoking and beer and bourbon and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I talk about male topics only. So I'm glad you hopped on board. Yeah, don't don't think I'm just gonna be uh, like you know I'm, I'm I'm I like to have fun too. Don't get me wrong, I like to have fun. Just be you know, there's nothing wrong with having fun, right? <laughs> you know, I like yeah. to enjoy my feelings. My feelings my feelings are meant to be enjoyed. Everybody has feelings, and everybody's usually enjoying their feelings unless something's wrong, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You know, you come across people and, you know, people always have something to say about something that just happened to them not too long ago or just recently or whatever. And they like to talk, right? And they like to get it off their chest mm-hmm. because they're like venting. But you're the one that has to listen to it. You don't even know that you didn't even know you're walking into this. But nonetheless, you're yeah. being patient. You're just listening to stuff, you know, and you're just like, you know, you're being all like you, like you understand what they're saying. And you're like trying to give them some advice and whatnot. That's fine. Um if you have credentials, you know, if you've been in their shoes before in the past, you know, and you know what love does, it takes care of business, you know, it's an action. So you get to, you get to help these people because you've already walked through all that before. And this is how it happened for you. And then, so your credentials, those are your abilities to empathize with these people. And so they, they're going to be really like keyed up on what you're saying with your mouth. And yeah. That's interesting because, you know, I could just picture your lips moving right now, right? And I listen to what's coming out of your lips. And mm-hmm. your lips are telling on your heart. And in your heart, I get to listen about this, you know. And some people don't catch it. But what about the people that are listening? They're like, wow, they just want to reflect back to you what you were saying. And when it comes back to you, it's like, so much more than you ever thought and then you get to see how love does something in somebody else and watch them grow in the knowledge of who they are in love and what that means and how sweet it is you know because if you've ever been in love you go outside it's like the sky's bluer you know the, the trees are greener you know the flowers you notice things it's like a, it's a good feeling you could it's just a wonderful feeling um I've been on top of a mountain one time, and there was such a beautiful sunset that I couldn't believe it, you know. But I was the only one there to see it, you know. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I just wish somebody was there to look at this. But I wouldn't try to explain to somebody what I was seeing, and I messed it all up. Even Webster's dictionary, Noah, my best friend Noah, Webster, he couldn't even help me (laughs) with words to define how beautiful this sunset was. He just basically said, well, you had to have been there, boy. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you, Noah. That's very sweet. All right, Chris, I gotta move along. Thank you so much for your call. I hope uh, we can make a regular listener out of you. Please uh, stop that by again. Thanks again. Yeah. All right, there goes Chris. 
All right, let's hop back into it. We're talking today about mirror, mirror on the wall. <laughs> Who's the fairest of them all, as they used to say in the movies? Okay, so we're talking about male plastic surgery today. So what are some of the common areas that I would that I personally would say yes to or to have the person do medical intervention? Dumbo ears. Those are the ears that sort of stick out almost perpendicular. By the way, if you're online at Blog Talk Radio, if you want to look at my picture carousel, there's some pictures about what I'm talking about uh, in this program, and you can see. So they say that surgery as an adult is extremely painful to pin back the ears. It's best to do the ears when you're a small child um, rather than waiting until you're an adult. But if you are an adult and you want to do it, I would say... You know, that's always going to improve your uh, look. Next up, badly damaged or crooked teeth. You know, again, your smile and your hygiene are pretty important to most people, and it affects your self-esteem. So if you can, uh, fix those damaged and, and crooked teeth. A broken nose, or like Chris was saying, if you have a heritage nose from 200 years ago that, you know, you just can't seem to get past, that might be something that you want to look into. Excess hair, well, you know, the guys that have the hairy backs, and again, look at the pictures that I have on the carousel there, they're pretty gross. So I would, if, if money allows, I would say do laser or do uh, electrolysis. Both of those uh, avenues are permanent solutions. You don't want to be going back every two to three weeks to do waxing and shaving and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, just get it over with. It may take you a while to get this done. Uh, with regard to electrolysis, it may take a couple of years to get it done. But once it's done, it's done. It's permanent and it will never come back. Um, with regard to laser, you have to have a certain skin type to be a candidate for laser. Usually the types that work best are black hair or dark hair with light skin. All right. So anyway, see if you're a candidate and uh, get that excess hair off your back. All right. Next up, then I would say yes to acne or a skin condition. These are things like um, seborrhea, psoriasis, or perhaps it's a tat removal. Maybe you went nuts and, you know, tattooed your ex-girlfriend's name on there or did something inappropriate that's not going to go over too well with your new job that you're taking on. So, yeah, skin conditions, skin situations, those are things that I would say yes to. And lastly, LASIK. I personally had LASIK. I was wearing contacts from the age of 13 until maybe about 45, and I'm telling you, in five minutes' time, it, that, it changed my life. It was one of the best things I have ever done was LASIK. Once again, you have to go and see if you're a candidate for it, and if you are, it's life-changing. So I would say yes to that. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about what the most popular plastic surgery types for men are. We're going to take a quick break right now, and when we come back, we'll be talking about what is really gaining a lot of traction out there. So stay tuned. 
listen in, call in, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or you can catch us on the chat line, blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT Linda Gross, forward slash DT Linda Gross. We'll catch you right back after the break. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Hi, guys. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show. Linda Gross wants you to know what turns a woman on and makes her go wild so she just can't help herself. Check out Linda's book, Mastering Women, real truth about women that'll change your life forever. Linda gives you all the insider tips on how to catch a woman and if you want, to keep her. In four easy steps, these proven techniques will make women just melt. Ever wonder why the girl you really liked seemed to be great when you met, then all of a sudden just goes cold on you and turns you off. Linda will also let you know what not to do on a date. Never blow it again by losing another hot woman. You don't have to be good looking or even have money. Her book, Mastering Women, is available in paperback and ebook. Men, Linda's on your side. So buy her book, Mastering Women. Buy it for now. And don't keep your women waiting another minute. Get Mastering Women today. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Welcome back, everybody. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. Today, our topic is Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. So, what were the most popular plastic surgery types for men in the year 2016? And then we're going to fast forward to the most recent uh, survey as well. So, back then, these are, they were evaluating procedures that were men who had had 10,000 procedures in certain categories or more. Number one on the list a couple of years back was liposuction, clocking in at 45,000, male breast reduction, clocking in at 31,000. By the way, this male breast, breast reduction, do you know why that occurs? It's because you're eating soy. So what I need you to do is I need to go through your pantry and pull out all the boxes and cans and whatever. By the way, you shouldn't be eating processed food to begin with, but most likely whatever it is that you're eating has soy in it. Now, soy adds estrogen. The estrogen is what leads to increased male breasts. So you don't want to do that. And there are other things that have nothing to do with food that also add soy. For example, don't be using lavender soap. That's, that, that has a lot of estrogen to it. And liquid soap, you know, like if you go to a, 
a bar or a restaurant, you go in the restroom, and, of course, they have liquid soap, right? Well, don't be using that at home. Uh, liquid, so liquid soap has soy in it as well. So all these sneaky tactics that they use to, you know, soften up men, I guess you want to call it. So anyway, 31,000 people a few years ago, 31,000 men subjected themselves to male breast reduction, all right? Uh, looking at the before and after pictures on my carousel, it looks like they're doing a pretty good job. Can't even really tell. But anyway, I can understand if that, that has happened to you. Next up, eyelid surgery with almost 30,000, nose surgery, 26,000, a facelift. Wow, they're really going for it. 14,000 men a few years ago went for a facelift and ear surgery, like I was talking about, the Dumbo ears, the ears that stick out quite a lot. 10,000 uh, men subjected themselves to that surgery. So other additional surgery that was also uh, mentioned but didn't make the 10,000 mark were tummy tucks, neck lifts, fat transfer to the face, brow lifts, and chin augmentation, each with over 2,000 procedures. Now, let's fast forward to the most recent uh, study in 2018. Rhinoplasty was the most popular with more than 52,000 procedures. What is that? Nose surgery, right? Maybe you broke your nose playing football, or maybe you just don't like the shape of the nose from <laughs> your heritage or whatever. Eyelid surgery, wow, that moved up to second place. Liposuction, up 5%, moved into third place. Breast reduction, uh, as I was mentioning a moment ago, moved to number four with more than 24,000 procedures. And that went up a whopping 22% since the year 2000. So please do be careful with soy. Hair transplantation ranked fifth, which is up 17%. And nearly a half a million people, half a million men, uh, bought into Botox procedures, all right? So more than 100,000 men had filler injections to reduce the signs of aging. So today, male patients embrace non-surgical and minimally invasive procedures to the same degree as female patients. Who knew that? <laughs> All right, so statistics about male cosmetic procedures. Well, male breast reduction uh, has risen 181% in 20 years. Uh, this is including a big leap from the year 2014 to 2016. So the leading factor there is getting soy and estrogen into your system. Got to stop that. All right. Cosmetic procedures for men have risen over 40% since 2010. Although men have had far fewer procedures than women, men account for 9% of both the surgical and non-surgical cosmetic procedures. All right. The categories in which men have the highest percentage by gender are 37% of all cat removals, 29% of the ear surgeries that we were talking about, 
23% of the chin augmentation, 21% on the neck lift, and 18% overall for nose jobs. All right. Now, here's an area that's really gaining in popularity is body improvement for men. So what is that? It's a, it's a technique called photo rejuvenation. So what that means is it's a non-surgical procedure for men. Uh, it is a skin treatment that uses lasers or what's called IPL, intense pulsed light, or photodynamic therapy to treat skin conditions and remove the effects of aging, such as wrinkles, spots, and textures. I highly recommend this. I went in there, I had like a trapped um, whitehead, I guess you'd call it, and they they did remove that with the IPL with the laser, and the technician said, oh, you know, you have a, a red spot here, do you want me to remove that too? It's called a, a ruby point. And so I didn't even know you could remove such things, and I said, sure, you know, let, let's do that. So. Um, yeah, it takes away the ruby points. It takes away brown spots. Um, you might think it's part of your skin, but she lasered a couple of brown spots off, and I was amazed. Um, it does hurt. Uh, there's no injection. Um, some people can get a topical to numb their skin out a little bit, but you know what? It's like milliseconds. So <laughs> I hung on to my chair and, you know, in a few milliseconds, it's over with anyway. So, and the recovery time is like a few days. So, I mean, you can go back to work on Monday, you know, have it done on a Thursday or Friday, and you're all good to go. So, I would definitely recommend that. All right. So, what else? Manscaping. Um, so, a lot of men are resorting to laser hair removal or electrolysis, like we mentioned. Um, and so, Botox is another uh, rejuvenating procedure, and it's good for crow's feet or laugh lines. You can also use Botox if you're in the category of excessive sweating, either with your pits or the soles of your feet. Did you know about that? Also, people use Botox for migraine headache relief, and the shot impact lasts about four to six months. All right. Okay. So the whole reason why I uh, leapfrogged onto this topic is because I heard this prank call and I was dying on the floor. I tried to upload it and I tried to edit it and it just had me in stitches. I hope it has you in stitches too. And we'll talk about it on the tail end because that'll bring me to my next topic about cost, the cost of everything. So. Anyway, I didn't edit it. I put it in intact. It's a few minutes long, so I hope you bear with me. And then I will be back after Sophia's prank to talk more about Mirror Mirror on the Wall and what procedures, cosmetic procedures, men are doing to make themselves more attractive. So enjoy that. We'll catch you right back after Sophia. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Sophia, and... Today, this video is pretty obvious. You barely need an introduction. I just got some work done recently, and I pretty much went bigger everywhere on my body except for my nose. I decided to go a little bit smaller with my nose, and 
I am about to show my husband Derek my new body for the first time. He hasn't seen my body. He doesn't know about my surgery. He doesn't know that I did all this. So he's coming home from L.A. today, and I get to show him everything, and I'm just really hoping he likes my new body. I pretty much went as big as I could everywhere. So it is a big change, and it's making me a little bit nervous because I don't know how he's going to react, and he always tells me I'm beautiful the way I am. But I just really hope that he loves my new body as much as I do. So, let's do it. Come on, baby. Give me a bad girl. Come on, baby. Oh, good girl. Hi, baby. What's up, babe? Hi. Happy face. I got a little, a little bit of work done. What? Hi. What'd you do? I got a little, you know how they do like a nose, like a little nose job, like a little shave, and a little, um, just, I went a little bit bigger, like everywhere, just be careful, but I'm feeling like a lot better now. Baby, what did you do? If you like it, it's, I just went like a little bit bigger here. Baby, why? Oh my God. And then my nose, like when it heals, it'll be a lot, Sophia. a lot smaller. But right now, it's Sophia, pulling. that is ginormous. What about these? I know I wanted it to be big. I wanted it to be bigger than it was. Baby, what are you doing? Do you like it? If when this goes down, like the swelling will go down a little bit. These probably won't. Oh my God! What did you do? Baby, I just. Baby, you look perfect, but before. No, I know that. I know you always tell me that, but, like, I just wanted to, I was just feeling really insecure. And what like, are you talking about? Your body was amazing. I know. Well, do you, it was? Like, do you still like it? Because no, I just, no. I wanted to just, like, go a little oh bit more. Oh, my God. Like, volume. Feel it. You can feel. Look. It just Baby, feels, what like, did, super real. What are you doing to yourself? I just wanted to do, like, a little bit of something. I just was feeling, like, a little insecure. I'm Why? Your body was already amazing. Thank and you. your nose was perfect. I, well, I want my nose to be like a little skinnier. I always tell you that. Like, it's so big. Your nose is never big, baby. It's, well, it looks big right now because it's swollen, but when it, it's going to go like this, like like Michael Jackson, how it's going to average. When? Where? Why? How? Who told you to do this? I went to, like, the best doctor. Literally, the Kardashian doctor. He's the best. So that's why I felt, like, comfortable. Baby, let me see you turn around. Do you not like it? Because I feel like... Baby, it looks like you have two butts. That's too big. No, it's going to be small. It, well, he said it'll go down. Let me see turn around one more time. He said it'll go, it'll go down, like, a little bit. Oh, my God. And then this is, just looks extreme because that's just how it heals. Yeah, you have bruising right here. I know that. Babe, what? Why? Baby, I thought you would really like You were it. already... I, I mean, you look good, but damn. I didn't... I, I didn't. Damn, baby. Come on, man. Well, I just want you to support it. Let me see. It, I just felt... I felt like... I felt feeling insecure. Baby, you look... You look amazing, but what? what so why? you like it? I, I mean, you look great, but you don't have to go this big. I know. I went like the biggest thing you could go. It feels real though. Just don't know. No, 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 baby. I wanted to say thank you. For what? Just for like supporting me, like. Baby, I, I, you never even asked me to support anything. You didn't even run it by me. I know, but you're something that big. You need to be like, hey, babe. I was thinking about since we're married. You should be like, hey, baby. I was thinking about getting my boobs eight sizes too big and my butt ginormous. You think that's okay? I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. I should have an opinion on that. That's like me saying, oh, hey, babe, 
I'm going to get plastic surgery, I'm going to get my dong 20 inches bigger. How are you going to feel about that? Well, I would feel really good about that. So I would think that... That doesn't make no sense. Well, I'm not trying to... I would run it by you first. Okay. Well, I, I didn't run it by you because I thought that you might act like this. And, like, I just... I thought you might try to talk me out of it. I'm I, not talking you out of It's your body. I'm just telling you that maybe you should run it by me for... I would still support you, but baby. Well, next time I do it, what? I will because I do want to take, like, a rib out. Because they were telling me they, could do, they couldn't do it this time because it was too much. So next time... You want to take a rib out? I want to take my bottom rib out. Baby. Why? You always support me, and I wanted to tell you thank you because normally you support me, like, emotionally and, like, financially. Baby, I'm supporting you. I don't care about nothing else. I'm just telling you. Well, I wanted to tell you. Did you think about the size? Yeah, I did. So your, your, your boobs look fine, but your butt is just, come on, baby. That's, so you do can like just, my boobs and my nose? I can't tell by your nose, but your boobs just, your boobs look a little bit bigger. That but your butt, baby, is ginormous. I know that. I like it like that. It's like the Oh my god. It's the Kardashian's no. doctor. It's he like makes big butts. Like you've seen their butts and you always tell me like their butts. I never tell you that. What are you talking about? You've seen their butts before and you're like, Wow, that's nice. I know you I don't ever watch Maybe not to me, but I just mean like I know Baby, they're friends. Listen to me. You are already beautiful, you're already fine. Okay, well thank you, you already look good. You don't have to go you didn't have to do that. No, I know that. But let me listen, see though. Let me hear you let let me let me just tell you really quick before anything else. Like, I just want to tell you thank you because financially, like, you helped me do it. And I know I didn't run it by you first, but I did use your card. And I had to get, like, an authorization. How like, much was it? PDF. And, um. How much was it, Sophia? And the doctor. How told much me was it? It was 60 grand. But I went to the best doctor, and that's only because he's literally, like, the best in the world. Not in the world, but in California. And I, like, have been researching forever, and I, like, I signed off and everything, and everything school went through, and I will, like, do whatever you need me to do to help you, you know. I don't know. I just, I, I wanted to All right, listen, no, listen, real quick. I don't care about the money. But the fact that you didn't even run it by me to say, hey, I'm going to spend $60,000 on your card, is that okay? Because I know you're going to react like this. Is that why you erased my email? No, I didn't. I, well, I'm not trying to, I wasn't trying to be sneaky. That's not what I was trying to do. Listen to me. If I'm going to spend sixty grand on something on my body, I should run it by my wife and say, hey, babe, I'm going to buy a fake dong. Is this okay if I spend $60,000 on... I would run it by you. If you wanted to, it was your money, and and then if I, this thing's gonna affect you for the rest of your life, I would just say, hey, you look good, baby. Your butt is ridiculously huge, ginormous. If that's what you want, and that's what makes you happy, I'm your husband. I support you. That's fine. But I want do you to what like, you gotta do. I want you to like it though. I like and love you regardless, no matter what. I'm just telling you that it looks really big. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. I will take it. So you like it. If you like it, I like it. Okay, that's all I... That's Let me all see. All Lay down. Let me see. Well, touch it. Like, you can feel it, and you can feel, like, what you're working with. Let me with. see. Because it's, it's good. It's, it's, like, really good, you know. Are you wearing bandages? It's a good implant. Yeah, it's like a little bandage. Yeah, you see how it feels, like, real? Yeah. Damn, babe. Do you I like it? I do like it. Yeah. Feel it. Huh. It, like... <laughs> It's not real. I'm wearing a push-up bra. 
And this is not real. This is makeup. Look. <laughs> is this recording? Baby. Are you disappointed? Baby. Oh my god. Baby. That was sweet, but are you disappointed? Because you were really into that. I'm, I'm so relieved. No, you're not. I'm you so, liked I, it. Baby. You liked when it. When I see that shit, I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to handle all that booty, girl. Whatever. You liked baby. it. No, no, to be honest, I, was hell, I liked it. Your shit looked good, baby. It looked? Yeah. Let me see. Oh, I'm kidding. You're no, bad. Baby, I don't need, baby, you already have a nice body. Take all this. How many, I already put it out. How many diapers you got? Let me see. No, it's not. What is this? Oh, I forgot about it. Dang, now it's like... I got you. You believe I was going to get something done without you knowing? How many more diapers? Oh, I didn't know. I, had that. I swear I didn't know I had that one in there. Now it just looks like a flat tire. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have a push-up bra. You think I'd be wearing little band-aids like this? You like my push-up bra? Baby. You like my nose? Hey. What? I don't need you to do none of that. Are you sure? You're already perfect. Okay, this proves that you liked it, though, because you really were feeling it. I'll let you. Let me see what that feels like, girl. Ooh. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you weren't mad about the money. So I can go run it up. 60 grand? Hell no, you can't. <laughs> Baby, my confession is, guys, honestly... When I seen that booty, I was like, damn. Wow. Okay. About time my girl got some booty. Was not expecting that to happen. So. Baby. Oh. What? <laughs> now I want you to do it. Are you serious? Stop. Just the butt. Okay. Just a little bit Video's of. No, ending. a little bit of fat, baby. Just no. No. Fat transfer. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. No. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> you are currently listening to Sophia's prank there with her husband, Derek. Um, I'm going to uh, put a link on the carousel, on the Blog Talk Radio carousel. Uh, just click on the show and scroll down a little bit, and I'll put the link. So you can see the, the visual of this, too, because it was just too funny for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, the reason why I like that prank was I wanted to bring up it kind of segues into the next topic, which is $60,000. On that note, let's see how much these nip tucks cost, right? Okay. So what do you think about about what she did? First of all, she didn't tell her husband about a major expenditure. Hello? And second of all, major physical change. She didn't clue him in on that either. So wrong on both counts, I think. So, anyway, want to hear what you think. If you have an opinion on that, you can uh, call us right here, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677, or hit me up on the chat line, which is blogtalkradio.com, blogtalkradio.com, forward slash DT, Linda Gross, forward slash DT. Linda Gross. All right, so how much do all these male cosmetic procedures cost? Well, of course, the cost differs depending on the type of cosmetic procedure that you're getting. Also to consider that doctors' fees vary greatly. So cheaper is not always better, as we all know, but most costly is not always better either. So what's a person to do? Well, check your references, then check even more references, and then check check again. 
doctors don't usually rat other doctors out because one day they may, they may need that favor back. So things can and do go wrong. So it's really hard to sue a doctor because they all kind of are glued together, they band together, and it's all ugly. So the only um, shield that you have is to protect yourself going in, ask all the right questions, bring your notebook, ask them all, and basically you just want to be sure that you've got terrific communication with your doctor. All right, so another approach might be to start out with something small and see how that goes. That way you can evaluate the entire operation, literally start to finish. How are the players, all the players, meaning the support staff, the office procedures, the cleanliness of the office? Did they return your phone calls? Basically, did they have excellent communication skills? Because that would be what I would be looking for. So in 2016, here was the average cost of these procedures. Liposuction, $3,300. Facelift, $7,500. Botox, Botox injections, $400. Eyelid surgery, $3,200. And the ever-famous nose job, about $5,000. All right, so let's dig into this area called body dysmorphic disorder. So what does that mean? So for some people, plastic surgery is an opportunity to fix a perceived flaw that has troubled them for years. So the thinking goes, if only we were to get it fixed, we would be that more, much more beautiful or handsome, right? However, people who strongly perceive imperfection about themselves may suffer from what's called BDD, body dysmorphic disorder. So this is a psychological disorder that is characterized by an obsessive fixation on a perceived physical flaw. It affects about one, two, three percent of men and women equally, usually begins in adolescence, and it affects the well-known as well as just regular everyday people, right? In many cases, people with BDD have undergone several plastic surgeries but are chronically unhappy with the results. Ultimately, they wish they had never undergone them, all, them at all. So if you're undergoing a major procedure, as I was saying, it's best to wait up to five years, check out different medical sources, just to rule out that it's not the psychological issue that you are facing. In fact, it may be a good idea to discuss your situation with a psychologist to rule that out. So you want to come from a place of accepting your body rather than making a decision out of haste. All right? Now, uh, let's talk about what's called facial recognition technology it, and, it, and how it's helping to improve plastic surgery. I'm really excited about this area. Uh, we're going to listen to Dr. Tomas San uh, talk about this. I love the use of technology and the fact that they're using it for plastic surgery and upcoming surgeries. In general, 
I don't really like facial recognition because usually it's the government trying to spy on you. But in this case, I'm pretty excited about it, pretty groundbreaking, and I think it will have a lot of applications. Let's listen in. Facial recognition technology in its simplest form is the ability for a computer to recognize a human's face. But it does do a little bit more than that. It has to detect the face and localize it, then it has to segment it out from the background, and then it has to extract a series of data points. Airports are using it for customs screening of passengers arriving, definitely on social media, with auto-tagging of individuals and their friends. And we're starting to see that this has a lot of surprising applications within plastic surgery. Certain procedures like fat grafting or facelifting can change the appearance of someone's age, obviously, and that's why we do it. And it could be important to quantify that using facial recognition technology and algorithms to see how effectively we're doing that. It can be as simple as just feeding before and after photos into a computer algorithm. It's able to then look at different emotions like happiness or anger or disgust. And we expect that when we reproduce someone's smile, that their happiness would increase significantly. And now we can actually measure that. Another application that we're seeing facial technology in is assessment of pain, especially intraoperatively when we're performing wide awake surgery. And so a camera and an algorithm could look at a patient's face while they're undergoing surgery and could give direct feedback to the surgeon on how uncomfortable they are, how much pain they're having, and then the surgeon could then change what they're doing to make the patient more comfortable. I think it's really important that you think about how the procedures you're having on your face are going to change the way that you interact with the digital world. And these are conversations you start having with your surgeon. You might be walking up to a digital display and it might be giving you advertisements for someone who's 30 instead of 45. And this might not be the worst problem to have. Thank you, Dr. Sun. All right, so basically it has the ability to predict better results because they can program the before and after um, for example, if you have like bitchy resting face or bitchy sad face or whatever, and you have a face that is more pleasant, more neutral, they can they can, they know how to do the geometry on the programming to make you look like you have, you know, a more attractive face. So I like the fact that. The, uh, they, they can program it, and with the programming, you get more defined, more precise results, all right? For example, what you, there's another way that they're, they're programming what you look like 10 years ago can be programmed into the program, and they can put that into the results uh, engine, right? So let's say you're now 50, but they're looking at pictures of you when you were 40, and all those little micro details, the AI and the computers can assess, and the doctor can use his roadmap based on, for example, what you look like 10 years ago. <laughs> all right, so pretty interesting stuff. Um, along with this technology is what's called awake surgeries, which are way safer, um, and it's easier to assess the pain. So obviously, if you are wincing, both the surgeon and the anesthesiologist can adjust what it is they're doing. So, so aesthetic surgery of the face requires careful preoperative planning and measurement of the patient's facial dimensions, right? I mean, that's what they always do. Although attractiveness is subjective, many people share a general intuition or feeling about what makes a face appealing. 
So using large data sets of facial images, the artificial intelligence can assist surgeons in planning aesthetic surgeries and also in guiding the patient's choice of the best procedure. For example, um, you know, if you're looking for a particular nose length based on your structure, your craniofacial structure, they can say, okay, well, the nose length needs to be this amount of millimeters based on this person's structure. Or, you know, the, the more symmetrical a person's face is, the higher people rate it in attractiveness. So all these things can be pre-programmed into, um, you know, this, this uh, program that will help surgeons that will draw from the regular database and for, from your particular face itself. So basically, you, you know, it's an opportunity to get better results. All right, so I want you to keep in mind the possible complications of plastic surgery, elective cosmetic surgery, as is with any surgical procedure, has risks as well as benefits. Going under anesthesia and sedation poses risks that include abnormal heart rhythm, heart attack, and stroke. Elective cosmetic surgery can cause infection, skin death, asymmetry, numbness, irregularities, pucker, scarring, and fluid collection after liposuction can result from the surgery itself. By the way, if you're considering liposuction, I would deter you from doing that because um, I've heard and read many, many times before that the person has liposuction, say, you know, the tire around the middle, and that eventually what happens in a few months is that fat tissue just goes somewhere else. It just ends up being back fat or something. So I, it's not on my list of recommendations. I would avoid it. I would try to use natural solutions, maybe weight training or going to the gym or working with a nutritionist to try to get that fat tire off. Forget about the liposuction. It really is not not a good solution. And if you add a little bit of weight to what you were, let's say you were 200 pounds and then now you're 215 pounds, that will affect your physique in a very negative way. Liposuction will affect your physique in a very negative way. You'll get these little fat pockets that, like, where did that come from? And it doesn't make you look natural. It doesn't it's not a good look, so I would not, not, not go there. Also, if you're considering um, weight loss surgery like, you know, gastric bypass and some of those surgeries, I would much prefer that you try to work with a nutritionist and try to get the weight off yourself if you can. There's a lot of people who gain the weight back, they haven't learned a thing, and they still have poor eating habits after the surgery. So, you know, if you are going to go down that road, you really have to retrain your brain, not your body, but your brain on an entirely new way of eating. I would rather you do that for six months to learn a new way of eating and then go for the gastric surgery later on, okay? So going right to the easy step 
right out of the gate oftentimes does not work for a lot of people. So just be aware of those uh, pitfalls. Okay, understanding the risk of plastic surgery. Well, be realistic about the outcome of the surgery. Discuss the downtime and the post-surgery recovery steps. So that means can you handle the initial recovery yourself or do you need to go to a rehab facility to aid you with just basic day-to-day life functions, right? Get as fit and as healthy as possible before your surgery. Stop smoking and drinking alcohol prior to the surgery to maximize your healing. And seek advice if you're taking any medication, are overweight, or are having ongoing health problems or conditions because it may not, it may be that you are not fit enough and the risks are too great for you to undergo this type of elective surgery. So a lot to consider. All right. Overall, I think, um, you know, anything that makes you feel better and think better and be better, it's all good. Like I was mentioning at the top of the hour with Chris, you'll want to check out my book, The Number One Way uh, to Get Through All This Madness is Confidence, to achieve confidence if you don't already have it, or to maintain the confidence and, and expand on it. You'll want to pick up my book, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. So pick it up on Amazon. They'll ship it out to you in about five days. That's what most of my men do. Or if you're impatient, you can get the ebook. Uh, you can download that in about 90 seconds. By the way, I think if you get the paperback, while you're waiting around for the ebook, they just send you the ebook for free. So you can have the best of both worlds and have it in both formats. So if you ever need a reference or just check back on it, you know, you can put your ebook on the phone, you know? So modern technology, this digital world that we live in. Also, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you can get the ebook for free. So check that out. All right. I want to um, Thank you for listening to our show today. If you like our show, there's many ways that you can show your love. Listen, call, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me, start with my Amazon link, download my app, and buy my book on Amazon, The Science of Mastering Women, The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life forever. If you happen to have missed last week's show, we were talking about divorce, crash, and burn. Marriage uh, can be a caring union until it's not. Sure, some marriages last a long time, some even last forever, but many do crash and burn, living behind a huge mess and intense heartbreak, no matter if you are the one who asked for the divorce or not. Don't you wish you had someone to help navigate these landmines? All right. So that's what we're talking about. Dive in. Listen up. You can find um, last week's show right here on Blog Talk Radio in the archives. Or better yet, the best places to get it are SoundCloud, TuneIn, and the iTunes app because then you get all six years of my shows 
Or if those aren't right for you, just type into your search box, the Men's Advocate Show, the Men's Advocate Show, and hopefully it'll come up on your favorite podcasting platform. All right? I want to give a shout-out to one of the sponsors of my show, Aaron Clary. Uh, check out his new book, The Book of Numbers, the, the Book of Numbers, Analyzing the ROI on the Pursuit of Women. He'll tell you if it makes numeric sense or not. He used to be an accountant, so I'm sure he knows. Also check out his podcast. He's got a great podcast. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Chris, for calling in. You two can call in next time. So um, we will catch you right here next week on Blog Talk Radio. And we want to say bye for now. We'll catch you next time on the Men's Advocate Show.